Welcome to Curating the Curious, the podcast that celebrates staying curious in life and never settling into a box. Hosted by former elementary teacher, television actress, LA realtor, wine slinger, salesperson, waitress, family photographer, and forever student of life, me, Leanna Azalini. Today, I am so excited to bring to you filmmaker, photographer, podcaster, educator, and one of the funniest ladies I know, Sarah Creek. To know her is to love her. She's just the kind of girl that everybody wants to be around because she's so fun and just an awesome person all around. As I was listening back and editing this episode, I was reminded of my acting days because we were both actresses once upon a time and it really got me thinking about you know I don't consider myself much of an expert in many things but the one thing that acting brought me is that I am an expert in rejection and it really got me thinking I wish that I had thought about this when I was interviewing Sarah and I love her so much so I'll just have her back on and we can talk about it but it really got me thinking of why I've become so brave with all of my creative endeavors it's because I was run through the mill for over 10 years of my life risking laying my heart out there in front of people and constantly being rejected literally almost every day through this interview with sarah i began to see that she obviously has been through the same things that i was there's a reason why she lives this brave and curious life there's a reason why she considers herself to be overly optimistic Sarah is just a serious force, and I'm really excited to share her with you if you don't already know her, which is probably not likely. Be sure to check the show notes for the link to her filmmaking class, which I've just heard people rave about. And if you're interested in my Cultivating Creativity Through Self-Portraiture class, the link is there as well, and you can find it on the Flock website. To be perfectly honest, I created this class for Flock last year, and I kind of just dropped it when I was done. Like, okay, I'm done with that, and I didn't mention it much again, but I have been receiving so many messages about it from people who have just picked it up that I've decided to let people know because I think it's pertinent and it seems to be helping quite a few people right now so I'll just keep spreading the word. All right now get ready here's my girl Sarah Krieg. By the way I just heard I just listened to your episode with Laura Wood. I appreciate the musical theater shout out. Appreciate that. Oh, yeah. I know. I had to do it. You guys, we all have to get together and do a performance. I mean, obviously, that's what's next, right? <laughs> like taking self portraits to the next level. It'll be like a, a, a one woman cabaret with three women. <laughs> oh, my God. That'll be great. And we will do this. Oh, I'm in. Well, it's like three tall women, only I, maybe it's just us two and Laura. So two tall women and a British woman. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love it. How how does it feel being on the other side of the interview? I don't know yet. I was looking over the questions and I was like, well, this is nerve wracking. So I'm just going to wait. <laughs> See how they are. Good. I was, I was slightly nervous. Like, oh no, I'm so used to talking to people about them. Yeah, I know. It was, it was weird. Like I had so much fun on the shared shutter with you and Dan. I was laughing and wheezing through the whole thing. And then when I was listening to it, I was laughing so much. I just, 
I loved it for hours, for hours. I, I, I know. <laughs> when we wrapped, I was like, she's going to be my new favorite friend at a conference. Any, any conference, I'm just going to find her. Seriously. So many similarities. Like who knew? I know that was it. When I started like getting to know about you, I was like, oh my goodness. Wow. We have so much in common. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah, it is. And I wanted to bring up, because I know you don't like uh, telling people good things about yourself. Oh, I just opened my copy of Click Magazine, Best Photos of the Year. Oh, yeah. Yes. Not one, but two of your photos were voice finalists. So congratulations. That is amazing. Thank you. I believe you are also in that magazine. Hmm? I am, but not twice. Well, you're... Uh, your picture is stunning. And Tenley Clark is on the cover, whom I love. It's just that oh. uh, that whole issue is just filled with talent and love. And it, it makes me so happy to see. Oh, God. I love that cover so much. And I don't know if you know about this, but I posted that picture of, of me with the bubble with the pink background and forgot to like tag her in it and say that it was a partial, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, Interpretation. No, she, she inspired me. <laughs> oh, oh, inspiration. Wow. That's a hard Yes. Yeah. Oh, bub- I loved it. I shared it because it was to promote your podcast and it was so cute. Was that a balloon you were using as a pink bubble? Yeah, it Brilliant. was. Brilliant. It was so good. I forgot to ask Tenley if hers was, was a bubble or a, or a balloon, but yeah, I, that, oh my gosh, that whole, magazine I just love, but I had to bring it up because I don't know if you've told everybody about it on your own podcast. I don't think I have. So thank Probably you. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and before we dig all the way into everything, I want you to tell me, I know you said you didn't do your research, but hopefully have an answer. The one book that you believe everyone should read and why. Okay. So this is where I feel like I just have to be my true self and let yeah. you know, Leanna, I have not read a book since I've had babies. So we're going on like years <laughs> not picking up a book. And I just, I'm being honest. I was like, I used to love to read. I feel like I read a lot, but I also have no memory anymore. So I couldn't pinpoint one that was like, that was the one. And so I was telling Dan, oh my gosh, I, ha- I haven't read a book. I have, and I have. <laughs> Well, why don't you just be yourself and be honest? You love the book of every musical ever written because the script part of a musical is called a book. I was like, you're right. So my favorite book would be the Tony Award winning book, the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, probably that uh, that libretto, that book right there. <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I just don't. I Even in my 20s, I read plays all the time. Did you spend all your days in the Samuel French bookstore like I did on Sunset? Girl, you know it. Well, I, I, I wasn't as cool as you on Sunset. I was in North Hollywood. Uh- <laughs> Oh, yeah. They had another location. I forgot. But yeah. But yes, I used to love reading plays all the time. Oh, my gosh. That that honestly was one of my favorite things. For for scene study class, you know, we would have to go and find new things to, to work on. And I can't even tell you how much time I spent in Samuel French just looking for plays and, and books of plays. And oh, it's such a memory. But I have to say too, I don't read books. I listen to books while I exercise or clean or drive. So since I became a mom, I switched from reading to listening, but I still consider it a book. I really am addicted to podcasts, clearly. So I've Mm -hmm. listened to yours. I've listened to Twyla's. I listen to Dax Shepard's a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And so maybe I need to make some room in there for some audible 
books. Yeah. You know what? what? Like I switch. I definitely have become more podcast heavy and I'm obsessed with, with them too. And I've listened to all of yours and all of Twyla's and all of Dax's. I appreciate it. I'm loving yours as well. So fun. It's like this is a crossover episode. I know. I love it. And what is your favorite quote? So this is another one that may sound morbid. I guess I'm just not like a super inspirational self-help person because I chose (laughs) um, one that I've loved since I was like 19, which is we know who we are, but not what we may be. And it's from Shakespeare. It's from Hamlet. It's Ophelia's line. And I've always loved it because right now in this moment, we we know who we are, but we don't know what's coming or who we might become or any of that. And I, I love the potential there and the optimism when you take it out of context. When you read it in context, it's Ophelia's mad scene right before she <laughs> kills herself. <Right. laughs> but I just, I've always loved that quote. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And I feel like it's just, it's everything that I'm kind of focusing on here with this whole podcast idea and like, you never know what's coming next and just following where life takes you. Yeah. The possibilities are endless and we're, we're just in this moment and who knows what's next, but I I've always loved that for some reason, but I've now other guests and they have like paragraphs of amazing quotes that are like really beautiful. It doesn't have to be long to be good. That was really good. I I love it. And now, like I tell you, I have had such a hard time figuring out what I am going to talk to you about because I have mm. I have so many things that I'm like, okay, God, this is going to be like three hours long. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm like, your your story is so fascinating. I am so fascinated by you, your entire backstory. It's like a like a how to on following your curiosity. And I feel like you've just done so many cool things in your life and it all just keeps morphing into other awesome adventures. And then you combine like three passions and then you create another thing. And so basically I feel like you've been just chasing dreams and putting yourself out there for your whole life, right? Please just tell me more about your mind. I don't know. You know, I grew up like the chubbiest redheaded freckled child who just clearly like in every class photo, imagine Lloyd with like a red wig on. I just, (laughs) I mean, I just like, I certainly wasn't the ingenue of the group, (laughs) but I, for some reason, always just had a confidence that like I was doing this, like art was my thing. And I, I was an actress or I was, you know, I've just always like, I love that. I'm going to go for it. I don't, I'm just jumping in. I hope, you know, I have no idea. And so I've always just been really, um, I guess, passionate and somewhat theatrical from, from childhood. My my nickname was Sarah Bernhardt. I garnered that when I was very young. And I've always, I've just always loved collaborating with other artists and trying new things and all, all kinds of art. So I've never, I've never been a visual artist in terms of I'm, I'm a terrible, I can't draw, I can't paint. <laughs> I'm not good at those things. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm the same. I don't sew, uh, but I have, I just, I've always been, I've been that person that it's like, oh, you, you got an audition in New York. Oh, great. Let's move to New York. Oh, you got it. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's go there. I, I just like, I like to go after what I want, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
Uh, it does. I, I love it. I'm like looking at all these things that you've done and I've been, you know, learning a lot about you over the weeks with your, <laughs> your podcast. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, do you see yourself as a courageous person or is this just something that like just comes naturally to you? Do you struggle with imposter syndrome and self-doubt and just go for it anyway? Or are you just like, oh yeah, boom, I'm doing it. I, I wonder. No, no. I struggle all the time with imposter syndrome I, all the time. And, but I, I do think that it's just I'm I think I'm I don't I wouldn't say I'm overly um, courageous or confident. I think I'm just overly optimistic. I always think it's going to work out. If this is mm. something I love, I'm going to do it. And I also think having children has helped me in some way, like <laughs> meld all of my passions into one because my six-year-old thinks we can do anything, right? Mm. So he's like, yeah, yeah. we need the music video of this and we should have Legos dance through as a stop motion. And, we should, and I'm like, yeah, let's try it. Because the worst that it doesn't work. And I think as the older we get, the more we realize the hurdles and the challenges. So I love it when my children, they don't see the restrictions, they just see the possibilities. And so that's helped shape me a lot. As I've gotten older, I cared less and less in my 20s. I cared a lot about what I looked like, what people thought of me. And now it's more like, well, what can I offer them and what can we do together? to make art together and to make memories together. And so it's kind of changed my trajectory in a way, in a, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit the same, I would say. I, I feel like I deal with a lot of imposter syndrome or self-doubt when I'm starting something new, but I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know what? I, I If I'm not scared, at least like every other week, I'm bored. I'm I have to find something, you know, it makes you feel alive to be a little scared, right? Right. And it it's hard because I think the more notoriety we get in our field, the more pressure there is to be good, whatever that is. You know, when I started teaching filmmaking, I suddenly felt like, well, I, I can't post this film. It's ridiculous. It's a silly little mm. film with my kids and the lighting isn't great. And it's, you know, then I was like, nope, because this is my personal stuff and I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> and it, I'm not perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. And I'm constantly giving myself that pep talk of like, who cares? You know, when when my kids watch it, they're not seeing mixed lighting and oh, she blew the highlight. They're not seeing that. They're seeing right. how I love them when we made this thing together. And that's what it, that's what matters. You know, remind myself like I have to do things for me that are creative and risk taking and silly and fun and they're not going to be perfect. And that's OK. Like, you know, it's it's fine. <laughs> Well, it's, I think it's better, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I think it is. I mean, you know, I, I think inherently, I don't know if it's coming from acting. I don't know if you do this, but I always see flaws in my own stuff, not in other people's, but anytime I watch something I've done, all I see are the flaws. And it just takes me back to like when I was young and in dance class and like the first 10 minutes of dance, you're lined up in your pink ballet tights and your black leotard and the teacher, or at least my ballet teacher would just pick you apart. What's wrong with you? What you need to work on for your body? What, you know, what is isn't whatever. And that was like the first 10 minutes of class. And it's just becomes ingrained in you, you know, because as an actor, they're trying to mold you and change you into something. And so I don't know if that's, but I always just see the flaws like, oh, that could have been better. Oh, this could have. So it's hard for me to step back and be like, you know what? This is great. This is art. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm like that too, for sure. It's, it's taken a lot of time. Well, you know, I feel like becoming a mom changed that a bit, which is great. And then also entering your 40s really does change you. You know, you've kind of got like a decision to make when you turn 40. Am I going to let things go well, or am I going to fight time for the rest? of my life. Let me tell you, gravity has really helped me let things go, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> 
I was waiting for a pun. <laughs> this is where it is. And that is how it's going to hang right now. And that's fine. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> we've been married, Dan and I've been married over 10 years. And I just feel like the push-up bras and the smoke and mirrors, they're gone. It's just like, yep, you love me. I love you. I didn't do any laundry. So sorry. No underwear today. Uh, just you know, like, it's a different, it's a, it's a different kind of comfort that I really appreciate in this moment. I feel more and more confident in who I am. Mm-hmm. It helps me care less and less about what other people think. Yeah, it's so true. In a similar vein with your thing with Dan, we're at almost 10 years, like 14 total. And mm-hmm. mine is, I don't even bother to put on my eyebrows anymore. Oh, same. Get the, oh, but you have no idea what I look like without my eyebrows. <laughs> Well, now we're going to need a self-portrait. <laughs> oh, gosh. I've done it for Halloween, like when the character doesn't have eyebrows and I just don't put them on. And I'm like, you know, this is this is commitment, folks. Yep. I have I have left the house without my eyebrows on. Oh, man. I, I mean, I leave the house without everything these days. It's just really COVID <laughs> embrace my true self. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> oh, it's so true. It's so true. Oh gosh. So I'm going to try and I'm, I'm going to kind of sum you up for a second because yeah, I, I got to like, let everybody know who you are, what you've done without me taking three hours to talk about it. Yes. Yeah. You have been an actor. You've done a ton of musical theater. You made it to the finals on America's Got Talent. And I'm going to throw this in here. Simon Cowell personally called you on the phone to persuade you to even be on the show. You are an award-winning photographer and filmmaker with a super successful course that you've taught. And now you have a new podcast that everybody's <laughs> raving about. And wait, there's more. Oh, oh. You've also built such a successful photography and film business that your husband, Dan, was able to leave his job this year in order to be at home with the kids while helping you with all of the endeavors. I mean, hello, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, it's that is that is a great cliff notes. Yes, that yes. is. I want everybody to know like who we're dealing with here. So I had to list it all. But did I miss anything besides owning a little Caesars in between all that? Nope. Yep. I did that for a hot minute. No, I don't think so. I think I think that covers it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty fantastic. In between all those things, I've I've waited quite a few tables. So. Oh yes, me yeah. too. That was my least favorite part of it all. Yeah, it's I very. It, sometimes I loved it, and sometimes I didn't. It varies. I feel like you would have been a good one. I mean, people, you're just such a likable, fun person. You probably loved it. I was not good. <laughs> it's not good. You're gorgeous, fun. I feel like you would have been everyone's favorite. No, I was not a good waitress. <laughs> I was also a bartender, and I almost got fired multiple times because I'm I'm very Irish, and so they thought someone was stealing liquor, but it was just that my pores were so heavy. <laughs> they started pour testing me in the morning, like in my, at the beginning of my shift, and be like, "Okay, make me a drink." And then they'd be like, "No, this is like four shots of Jack to one sprick of Coke." And I'm like, "No, that's how you make it. No, that is not how you." Make no <laughs> just stop. oh my gosh that's great I was bartender for a little bit too but yeah. I, again not good not a good bartender <laughs> I bet you're underestimating your value I mean hmm, I don't know <laughs> it's a fun gig yeah it I'm was not, I'm not a bartender now 
I'm, t- I'm tired. Can't oh God. It. Oh, I could never even deal with those hours at this point. Holy Can cow. you imagine? I mean, 930. I'm like, this is a wrap. I got to get to bed. I <laughs> seriously, even earlier than that sometimes for me. So I listened to your recent, semi-recent episode with Dan, where you guys were talking about aging and the fears that come along with getting older in this industry. I just had to bring that up today because I feel like I just see a lot of people who are much, much younger than I am discussing these same fears. And I think it's something that a lot of people focus on and a lot of people waste a lot of energy on. Yeah. Are you, do you not, because I'm 41. I'm 45. Okay. And so I, I do feel that. Are you not feeling any of that? Well, you know, it's a weird thing to, it's okay. So yeah, if I'm honest, I would have to say, I think I had my fair share of it more in my 30s, like wondering, oh, am I still going to be doing this at this age? Now I'm 45 and I just start a new podcast. Like, So I feel like my thoughts are, if you're worrying about that, you're wasting so much energy on just maybe starting something new. I don't know if you necessarily reach an age where you still want to be in the mix of something and you can't be because you're old. Mm-hmm. I think that we naturally find new things that mm-hmm. that capture our interest and we kind of just move with the flow. It's not something to even worry about. Yeah. No, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. The thing that struck me was Dan, you know, like he's a planner. So he likes to plan. He's like, so now, you know, in 10 years from now, when if you're teaching your course, and I was like, 10 years? <laughs> 10 years ago, we were in New York City and I was, you know, dancing around in my panties on stage. And now look at where we are. So it's really hard for me to envision. He's like, why? And I was like, I'll be in my 50s. So, and I was like, well, I don't know. I just, I don't know who I'll be or where I'll be. I mean, hopefully I'll still be with Dan and all my children. That's my plan. But I just, <laughs> it's hard to envision what that would, what, what that would look like. And to me, to be in my 50s sounds like, well, that sounds quite old to be doing little music videos and making, you know, these things. But maybe it's not because I, you know, I'm sure when I was in my 20s, I thought that 41 sounded old and I feel like I'm in having the best time in my life right now. So who who knows, right? It just, he was preparing mm-hmm. for it and it does feel like, it's kind of like that, uh, what is it, fast, fast times at Richmond High or whatever, where it's like the girls keep getting younger and younger and I just stay the same age or... I don't know what yeah. the quote is where it's like everyone just keeps getting younger and younger in this industry. And every time I show up, I'm like, shoot. And there's other photographers there. They're 12. You know, that we all start at different ages and it's, I think it's great. And I am, I'm welcome anybody into the community, but it does make me feel a little like, huh, mm. I've made a Goonies joke and no one understands that reference because they were not alive in the eighties. <laughs> it's just, you know, once, honestly, once we all get in the same room at a conference or a retreat somewhere, I don't feel an age difference with anybody. I mean, if right. I connect with you, I connect with you and I don't care what, how old you are, or any of that stuff, but it is when you look at it on paper. And so, you know, Dan quit his job and he's like, so if, you know, when you're 50, we're doing this, we could retire, but, and I was like, hold on, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't seem like the type of person who plans your life year by year. Like I, I am definitely not that type of person. I am not that person, which I think is what gate through took me aback a little when he was just talking about like plans for what I'd be doing when, when we're in our fifties. And I was like, (laughs) I don't even know what's happening next weekend. (laughs) 
I mean, I do get those clients who I've had, I have clients now who are trying to book me for next year. And I'm like, you know what? I appreciate you think I'm that person. This is, <laughs> we don't need to book this far out. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I am the same. Oh gosh, I'm so the same. But uh, so I, I don't know how much of it is that I, because I don't think I feel old. And I love where I am right now, but I, it is hard for me to envision where I'll be 10 years from now and say for certain, like, yeah, I'm going to be featured in Click Magazine and having all these great opportunities because I do think part of photography is it's visual and, you know, it's, it's staying on trend and staying true to yourself and all those things have to blend and it has to be the, I don't know, there's an ebb and a flow to everything. So who knows? Yeah. But you know what? Truly, I, I can't even see myself caring about the same things by then. I don't know. Well, you're so similar to me. You're constantly like starting a new venture all the time. So I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like people waste a lot of time worrying about those things when it's like, hun, you don't need to worry about it because by the time you get to be that age, you're interests will change. The business will change. Everything will change. I know. Will cameras even exist in 10 years? I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. I completely wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment of just like, who knows where we'll be in 10 years. So I think that's the thing that threw me when he brought it up. It was just like, oh, I can't, I don't know why I can't see it, but I just, I can't see it because I have to just live it. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish that the young people, you know, in their in their 20s and early 30s who are already talking about this would just say, okay, you know what? Let's breathe. Let's take this day by day, year by year. We'll figure it out as we go. And yeah, so I wanted to bring that up because yeah. I've been seeing a lot about it. And, I'm, and then you guys brought it up and I was like, okay, this is a thing. It's interesting. And she was in her 30s and she was like, I've been thinking a lot because I'm in my 30s now. So obviously everyone's feeling it even though we're all at different places. So it must be a, a pretty universal feeling. And I'm glad that it's something we can all talk about because it's it's yeah. important. And I do think that as we grow, our business will just grow and change with us as we grow and change. Yeah, so true. So true. And another thing I want to talk about is like, when I think of you, I see someone who's just so honest and so real. And you're the type of person that makes other women feel okay to just share everything, share the messy and raw parts of home life instead of, you know, going out there and trying to put together this, this phony, unattainable, ridiculous version of themselves for social media. I mean, Sarah, you're so brave. I had to say that at the end, but I really do mean I really do mean it. Yeah, I see you as someone who empowers others to be authentic, truly, truly. Well, that thank you. That is such a huge compliment. I I will wear that banner with such pride because I do feel like again, I'm I'm someone who was, you know, I was always the chubby freckled girl who never quite fit in. I I was the character actress from birth, right? So I was never the leading lady, the size two, perfect blonde. And I, I and I was okay with that. But it was like, well, I guess I wasn't okay with it always because I had an eating disorder and I took Fen-Fen. I got a heart problem. I was always trying to fit in the box. And then I realized it's probably pretty boring inside that box. Who wants to be boxed in? I, I am going to just live outside here and someone will find me and think it's interesting that I'm outside <laughs> And as I've gotten older, it's been easier to accept. And so I, I'm an, a chronic overshare, especially the harder things in my life. The way I process them is by sharing and using humor and kind of honesty to get through it, if that makes sense. So yeah. I, I enjoy, I 
I, that's a great outlet for me. And so it, it's been an interesting journey because I do get a lot of beautiful DMs by people who are like, I saw that picture of you in your pajamas with no bra on and no makeup and you're so brave. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. Uh, And I I wish I could say I I felt brave, but I just felt too tired to put a bra or makeup on. And that's just who I am. Uh, And so I love that it's making other people feel like they're able to share things, especially like we've talked about our rainbow babies and and doing IVF and all of our miscarriages and, and stuff like that. And it's I it's been great to get private messages from other people going through similar things. And, you know, just we all think we have one thing in common, right? Whether it's photography or theater or something, but it turns out we all have so much in common. The other things just aren't as talked about. And yeah. I, I like to just talk about it because I want, if, if I can make one person feel like less alone and then also remind them it's okay to still laugh about things and then great. My job on social media is done. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's and that's what I love about you. I have to say for anyone that hasn't seen your rainbow baby video with Lloyd, that has to can I am I is there any way to link it on in the show notes oh, yeah. or how the link and I'll I'll share it with you. You're welcome to yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Please send that to me because that oh gosh, that I was will. so awesome. Oh, I love that video. Thank you. And that was Lloyd's idea. He was the one who's like, oh, the baby should be the avocado pit. And we picked out all the fruit and he came up with everything. And again, it's like the mind of it at that time, he was like three and a half or four. I never would have thought of using fruit or using all that. You know, it's interesting. Oh, it was it was awesome. And I love the way that you involve the kids. And well, Lloyd's older, so he actually puts in, you know, some thoughts into what you do. I love it. It's, it's so, it's so <laughs> well, awesome. Lloyd's my showrunner. He really... um he's quite demanding to work for sometimes because he's got big lofty goals and he always wants to see the dailies. So we work on stuff and he's like, all right, I'm going to bed. Show me in the morning what we got. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. He's going to have his own show someday. And you better give me a kickback, right? You all need your own show. Let me tell you, I, I'm telling you, I really think that I could have been a very good casting director back in the day. Like that's the one thing that I kind of wish I actually did instead of acting. And I really think, I think you guys are so castable. I think you guys need your own show. I think if you just keep doing these films and doing, you guys are going to, it's something's going to happen because it's there. That's where me being a, a little bit of a control freak and having, I've had, you know, a torrid past with reality TV uh, that I'm like, oh, I think we're good just in our bubble here. It's a fine line between sharing and exploiting, you know? I I don't mean reality. I mean like a show. Oh, a show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lloyd Lloyd would be all about it. Also, side note, just to throw in one other fun thing, I I interned for Mally Finn, a casting director for... Yeah, huge. Uh, yeah, she did Titanic and all amazing things. And I could see you being a really good casting director because I think it's, oh, it's a good judge of character. I feel like I feel like I missed my calling, but oh well. Not too late, Leanna. I'll, if you want, <laughs> hey, <laughs> that could be my next endeavor. L- Lloyd and Lane, you could cast them in something and just take them <laughs> off, and we'll be set. <laughs> Totally. So back to your acting and performing days. I we have to talk about some of this. You were in, you were just talking about, you know, the days of having an eating disorder and and you know, taking the pills, being down that, but you were a part of a traveling female empowerment group. And 
I'm wondering, like, I want to know all about that. And were you, when you started that, were you real comfortable in your skin already at that point? Or did being part of that group bring you to a better place? What role did that play? Yeah, I think being part of that group brought me to a better place. I I actually, it was an accident getting into the, they were called the Glamazons. And it was a plus size pop burlesque troupe. If you basically, if you think about Lizzo, we were trying to be like the Pussycat Dolls meets Lizzo <laughs> back in yeah, 2005. I love it. And so there was an audition in backstage and it just said, you know, looking for a tall, full-figured redhead singer-dancer for a show. And I was like, oh, this is called the Glamazons. And I was like, oh, great. It's going to be Broadway for sure. And I auditioned <laughs> and then I got it. And then it was not Broadway. <laughs> it was the Glamazons. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, we had like two auditions for like, you know, shows. And they they were playing um, all these fabulous gay bars throughout New York City. And so I did a couple shows with them. And then I got cast as Pennywise in Town for a regional production. And I was like, okay, well, peace out, girls. This is, this is what I do is jazz hands and musical theater. I don't really do like... <laughs> real people singing, you know, because they were they were singing like Christina Aguilera and like all, all this other stuff. And so I was going to leave. And that's when we got America's Got Talent. And, that, and that's when Simon Cal called me and was like, I heard, I heard you don't want to take it. You know, you're in town will always be around. Someone will always be doing a production mm. one time opportunity. And we promised to treat you guys respectfully. And um, they were very generous. And so then that's how we I got into that. And then that's really when the doors opened. I mean, not everybody was receptive to having plus size girls being body positive on TV in 2006 and 2007. We got some serious words from people who were not thrilled about it. But then, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like you're promoting diabetes and this is awful. And why are you making girls think it's okay to look like this? And most of them were men and they were not very nice. But then there were tons and tons of lovely people who were like, oh, my daughter's never had someone who looks like her on TV. And anyway, it was just really lovely to see the people come out in support. And so, yeah, then we went on a tour and got to go amazing places like Rome and Key West, they gave us oh. to the city and we got to, you know, dance on stage with Roberto Cavalli and do all this stuff. And not all of it was glamorous. We were in Branson, Missouri for six weeks. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's when I really saw the benefit of, we were the first plus size models in, in Seventeen magazine. We did a spread for Torrid and it was just like, yeah, this is an important message that it is okay to be who I am and, and that we don't all have to look the same. And I think it helped me heal a lot and ended up being a really positive experience. That's really cool. I love it. And I really wish I could see it. Like, do you guys think that you'll ever get back together and do a little tour or anything like that? Weirdly, we got invited to go back to Equity Fights AIDS. Like, what what is it? It's like they do it on Broadway every year and Ian McKellen hosts it. And we had performed in that once. And so it was like the 10 year reunion and they invited us back and then COVID and all the stuff happened and we ended up, I don't remember what happened, but for, there was talks of us getting back together to do one show, uh, but we're all spread out about around the country now. So I'm, I'm here and Sandy, we all had food names. Sandy, who was Candy Apple, is in um, Minnesota in the Twin Cities. And Meryl, who was Mer Ladyfinger, is in Florida. And then Caramella was born and raised in New York City. And she just moved to the Bay Area. So we're kind of all over. Well, if you do, you better tell me. <laughs> okay, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I really do want to see that. Or any any performance whatsoever, please. <laughs> Well, I'll keep you posted. I think I think these days I'm just invited to Lloyd's performances, but um <laughs> well <laughs> yes, when things change. Was moving to New York to pursue Broadway when you were so you were auditioning for the Putnam County Spelling Bee and they had you move to New York. Was that after or before the 
It was the Glamazons. before the Glamazons. Yeah, that's how I oh, got okay. to New York is I got a final call back. They flew me out there. And then composer and like writer was like, who lives in LA? Who wants to do Broadway? That's ridiculous. Why would you live in LA? And I was like, um, you're right. Yeah, no, that's totally true. <laughs> and they're like, we'll help you. You need an agent. What do you need? And they set me up with an agent. And then I was like, okay, and then I'm going to just stay, okay? And then I stayed. <laughs> and then I didn't book the show. And they were like, we'll call you for the national tour in six months. And then by then I was sucked into the Glamazons and like, you know, life takes all these turns, right? Yeah. But you know, that, that was like a huge accomplishment and I'm sure life-changing. It was an adventure. It was one of those other, I've had a lot of choose your own adventures and they never (laughs) think they will, which is what exciting, I guess. Yeah, totally. I'm wondering, did you have an audition anthem like I did? Like before every audition I had, I would sit in my car and blast <laughs> M&M's Lose Yourself from 8 Mile and get myself all hyped up. Did you do anything crazy like that? Well, no, because mine were always like dance calls and singing, reading sides and stuff like that. So I, I was mostly like vocal warm up, some hot tea and a stretch. I'm good. <laughs> Okay, thanks for making me sound really crazy, Sarah. Blasting Eminem. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> I was maybe blasting Sondheim, so I don't think I can compete. And this is why you, this is why you were TV filming much cooler than me, and I was doing jazz hands in the back with a box deck. <laughs> I wish I was doing musical theater. Believe me, like, oh man, that was this is seriously a dream. I, I love karaoke so much. Okay, well, we and it happen. It's definitely happening, hopefully, in, in uh, the UK when we go for flock. Yes, I'm into it. And my favorite things to do, because obviously I like to sing and I sing fine, I'd, but I like to do terrible raps like salt and pepper and like stuff that, because it's not fun when you go with singers and they're like, <clears throat> me, 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 I'm going to sing. You know, it's like, no, no, no. We're here to have a good time. I don't want to hear you belt out Defying Gravity at karaoke. That's not what we're here. Yeah. You know, you've been to karaoke with musical theater people. I can tell. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. And and then you're like, oh, OK, great. I'm so glad that I just went up and sang Pat Benatar. And now you're like busting out this beautiful thing. <laughs> no, I never will be. Don't worry. I'll, I'll always be singing something ridiculous. It's the best part. OK, good. On, you know, in, in every episode of your podcast, you ask people their most embarrassing moment. I want to know your most embarrassing acting moment or acting job. Oh, wow. Oh, that came from left field. I probably have had so many. I could not. <laughs> Me too. I don't even know my most embarrassing acting moment or job. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. Here's a good one. I was Mrs. Potts in the regional, like one of the first Beauty and the Beast. And there was a huge turntable and I was in a huge pot. So I couldn't fit through the doors to exit either side. They needed like a crane. I had a smoke machine in there. It was intense. And (laughs) turntable you have to like step on and then it turns and then you have to get off at the right point. But I'm in a large pot. So I can't really see what's below me. So every time I was like, let's see. Anyway, so I'm singing the title song, the tale as old as time thing. Belle and the Beast are dancing and Belle just eats it on the turntable. She just she just went down and then she just started spinning on the turntable and I just lost it. I'm a chronic breaker on stage. If something funny, I just, so the whole song became, I started crying. I'm laughing so hard. I mean, it was like, I had like three more verses and I'm like, nope, we're not going to get through it. And afterwards I was like, I'm so sorry. Your mic was going in and out so badly during your solo. And I was like, oh yes, that's exactly what happened. So, um, probably that. And then once when I was in music, man, the, um, 
set piece unhinged and we were on a rake stage and headed towards the orchestra and I had to, and I had a piano on it and a child and myself and I had to roll off and put my body in front of the set to try and stop it from going into the orchestra pit and then a whole oh came out ran and grabbed it and then I stood up and said oh these mobile homes just aren't what they used to be and then I got back on the set and we finished <laughs> and then they rolled us off oh my goodness wow that's the time I almost died and then the other time is the time I died of embarrassment probably <laughs> But really, Belle had more embarrassment happening in that moment, probably. Probably. I think I don't know. I was so busy laughing. I'm wondering if people even noticed what had happened because I just lost. Oh, oh man. I, oh, can't, I can't laugh when something hilarious happens. And then you're just burning hot. Oh, gosh, that happens to me. And then I can't stop laughing because I'm trying to stop. Yes. That's why you love live theater, though, right? Is it's live. You just you never know yeah. what can happen. And not <laughs> to go down is just the best. <laughs> Just the best. It was, she laughed. We all laughed. Oh, I love it. So now we're at the point where we're at now. You are a serious boss. You're making the big bucks with your branding work. Mm. And I feel like you're getting that, like we talked about it before, you're getting the chance to combine all of your passions together by making these branding films, starring you and your family too. I feel like it's just freaking genius, really. COVID. Yeah. But I mean, how, what a, what a beautiful mistake there. But like the whole process of, of you bringing in all of your talents, are you getting to sing and dance in some of these branding films that you do for companies? Uh, Not, I haven't been doing any song and dance for companies. We've been doing a lot of branding for companies and we're in them as a family sometimes. And often my kids are in them because of quarantine. I use people in my bubble, but no singing, which is totally yet. yet. Yeah. So Lume or whoever, there's like some deodorant company and they all have a lot of singing commercials. I'm always like, how do I get with these people? Although I'm at the stage where I just want to be behind. I just want to make it. I don't have to be. Really? In it. Yeah. I think It's fun to be in it, but I love making them and coming up with it. But that's why it's fun for fam, like our personal stuff. Lloyd loves to make music videos. And so we do a lot of those. And I just have found, I don't know if you've, have you ever, I don't even know the the saying exactly, but it's something in theater. It's like when, when you're so, you know, when the emotion overtakes you and you can no longer speak, that's when you sing. And when you can no longer sing, that's when you dance. Do you know that saying? Uh, Maybe no. it's a musical theater thing. <laughs> they just, yeah, I think so. <laughs> So emotive that there's no longer words to express it. That's when you have to sing it. And then when when you can't even sing it because it's so emotional, that's when you dance it. And I found that to be true with my photography. It's like, oh, photography was so good and fed my soul. And then it was like, oh, it's but it's just not enough. I need video, you know, and then it's just always yeah. adding another layer. And it's like, oh, well, now we have a movie. We should sing in it, shouldn't we? <laughs> so <laughs> seriously, <laughs> I just can't stop myself. <laughs> um. I love it. I it's really it's really cool to see you turning this into it's like this whole thing that you've just created through necessity, but just combining all of your your passions and your abilities and overcoming this horrible year with with total success. So it's really cool. Hey, I haven't done laundry in a while or showered. So I wouldn't say total success, but we're <laughs> The one thing I miss the most from theater is the collaboration, you know, like, you know, as an artist, what you do is you go to a rehearsal with a whole bunch of people and you work together to create something. And in photography, it's completely the opposite where you work alone most of the time and you collaborate very little. And then sometimes people can be oddly competitive. You know, it's like, I love 
the collaboration aspect and that's what I miss the most. And so it's fun to do that. Even I mean, even if it's my six year old who's really just bossing me around, I'm down because I love to bounce ideas off one another and I love to collaborate with others. And so it's really filmmaking has brought more of that to me than photography did. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I feel like I, yeah, I was getting a bit lonely because I kind of stopped working with families and clients. I mean, not stopped completely, but really slowed it down. And then I just found myself doing a lot of stuff by myself and putting together courses by myself and interacting only online. And I feel like this podcast actually is my, I'm like getting to interact with people again. So yeah. yeah. You get to talk with people and have conversations that are more than just like the hi, bye, how are you? Good. Yeah, totally. And, and with people who get you, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. And so now it is time to move on to the quick fire questions. All right. Number one, what is something most people don't know about you? And this is going to be tough because I know a lot about you. I feel like you have currently outed all my secrets. Um, (laughs) This is the weird one. My grandparents are first cousins. (laughs) Whoa. Yep. My, they have both sons passed, my dear Grandpa Lloyd and my Grandma Mary, and they explained to me we did it before it was wrong. And uh, yeah. I just remember being 11 and playing with my cousin at Christmas, and my mom, my grandma came over and said, how are you enjoying playing with David? And I said, oh, good. You know, we have to wait four generations before cousins can get close again. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> just like... So there's a fun fact. Um, wow, that is a good one. Oh, yeah, I'm double down Irish. We just kept it all in the family, all in the family. <laughs> I'm Irish too. Well, you know what? You just you just took the top spot of best answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, there. Oh, oh, past what? Uh, of best answer. Oh, best answer. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me know when someone uh, can top that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's going to be tough. Number two, (laughs) are you an introvert, extrovert, or both? I'm probably both. I I think I'm mostly an extrovert, but then I really do need some reset time because when I'm with people, I just want them to be happy and that gets really exhausting very quickly. So I I like to have some time where I'm not worried if someone's enjoying themselves. Yes, I knew that would be your answer. (laughs) And do you know your Enneagram number? I just found out. I just found out. I'm an eight. No, I'm a, I'm a seven. The, the Free spirit. Yeah. I'm like the enthusiast or whatever. An eight is like the opposite of a seven. So, so yeah, I'm not you're a seven. Ashley Mars <laughs> took it together and I'm the seven, the, the enthusiast. What is Ashley? Well, she's going to be on here, but we'll, I'll still ask her. She's the eight. She's the eight. What? Yeah. Right. Is that the badass one? Who's like, I don't care if you like me. I do. What yeah. I yeah. That's her. Oh yeah. And like, just, you better do what I want you to do. Oh yeah. I've roomed with her. Do you not think she's an eight? I think she's an eight. Solid eight. (laughs) (laughs) I love her for it. It's the perfect. Oh, oh, I love Ashley. I I love her. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. You're a free spirit. I I wish I had some seven in me. Well, and you know what? It's funny because when I took it, it's like, you've had multiple jobs. You're an optimist. You really just travel around. You, You follow your passions. I'm like, no, this sounds correct. Yeah. I am all <laughs> you got you nailed it, Enneagram. I have a 401k. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Number four, if you could sit down and have dinner with three people you've never met, alive or not, who would it be and what would you talk about? 
who never met. Interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. The first one's a little dark and dreary, <laughs> but I, I also think it would be beautiful. And it would be probably our little girl that we lost. And we lost her early. I'll cry. That's not dark and dreary. <laughs> it always makes me cry, even though it was like forever ago. Um, But it was like, Far enough along, we had a name. We knew she was a girl. And I just always think like, you know, I wonder who she would be now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it all worked out because now we have Lloyd and all the other children that followed. Um, and I love them all. And Lord knows they would not be here if if Elodie was here. But I would, I occasionally I'm like, I'd love to just sit down with her and be like, so who are you? You know, I, we also did, yeah. I, we had all these little babies in, in uh, Petri dishes <laughs> when they were, yeah. and it's so interesting because they know everything about them in terms of like biology and their cells and their stuff. And I just, there's tiny people in there and I wonder who they are. And, you know, none of them ended up being viable except the three we have. So it all, we, we met all the ones we could meet, but um, I just always wonder. I love that, Sarah. Well, they, I didn't mean to drag down the mood. but No, it's not at all. Not at all. There are so many people who can relate with you, so many people who have been through that, and I guarantee you all of them would would name that. Well, don't you think? Because it's, it's one of those what ifs that it's like, you know, you, you have dreams for this person you've never met, and then you realize you're never going to meet them. And it's just like, well, I already had plans. So I would love to know, like, were you also a redhead? And did do you like singing? And were you, you know, all all those things, even though it was so early, it still feels like, well, I had your nursery ready. I had your dresses bought and I I just wanted to be were. So yeah, be my first, which is a just a real sorry. That one's that one's a little dark, but that is not dark. I it's- bet she'd be hilarious. Let's be honest, <laughs> the creek <laughs> she would. <laughs> so yeah, Elodie would be my first. I gosh, the other two people I've never met. I mean, there are people in my life who I've known and I've lost, and I would love to go back and just with age and wisdom, and now that I'm a mother, just thank them for everything they did for me. But if we're thinking people I've never met. I don't know. Who would you want to meet? <laughs> that's a, oh a top one. I mean, well, I have so many. It, it's ridiculous how many that I have. I, I want Oprah. I, you know, I'm. Oprah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh all She's right. my top. She's your what? She's your top? My top answer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. You're just, you just love Oprah. Love. All right. Oh, well, great. I support that. <laughs> Let's make Oprah one. I mean, I I guess I don't, I see us all as human. So I don't have a lot of people that I like idolize. Like I, I would love to meet that person. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a celebrity lover. I do. I do have people though, that I look up to most of mine are, um, you know, somebody like Oprah who, who just brings such happiness to people and, and is such a light or like Elizabeth Gilbert, a, a writer and that, writers and people like that are more my deal. No celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I I like everybody. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to make you choose anymore. Your first answer was the best. So yeah, Elodie and then whoever she wants to introduce me to that she's met that I don't know. I'll take her. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a great answer. And the last one is, what does living a life of curiosity mean to you? I think it means just going for it. Instead of being an adult all the time and thinking about the consequence. Well, I mean, you should think about the consequences, but instead of limiting, I think we as adults limit ourselves on our imaginations and what we think is possible because we've seen 
limitations and how they can affect us. I say curiosity and the way you should pursue it is just believe anything's possible and try it rather than saying, you know what, I'm not going to be able to do this because whatever. I don't like Lloyd wanted to do a stop motion. He wanted this cloud to fly. And I was like, well, honey, we can't make it fly in a stop motion. He's like, get me some scotch tape. And sure thing, that boy made that cloud fly. For him, it was flying. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, anything's possible. We have to just try. And if if we don't succeed, that's okay. But we're not going to, it's not curious, you know, we're not being curious if we don't at least try. Yes. I love that. That's real good. All right. So that does that make up for me not wanting to meet anybody else? (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) So before we go, tell us what are you working on right now? You have your course available still, right? I do. I have a breakout filmmaking for photographers on the Click Photo School page. And I think I have something else coming up next year that I'll be teaching that's photography related that I'm not sure I'm allowed to say yet, but I stay tuned. And uh, we got the podcast, which I I am absolutely loving. I mean, it's the best job. It's the best job because it's constantly getting exposed to different people and their insights and their being inspired. I'm feeling inspired nonstop um, mm-hmm. versus like sometimes when I stroll, when I scroll through Instagram, rather than feeling inspired, I start to feel, inti- feel intimidated, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But when you really sit down and all these people look, you know, you talk to all these people who have the best, most intimidating images because they're phenomenal. Then you realize, no, this isn't intimidating. This is inspiring. I want to try it. I mean, I've ordered a film camera. I want chickens. Dan loves it. The Dan loves <laughs> growth. I'm uh, trying, but I. So I, I've really loved the podcast. So yeah, that's our. I guess that's our baby right now that we're kind of really working on the shared shutter. And, uh, and yeah, I was just gonna say, let's say the name. Yeah, which autocorrect does not like, but uh, <laughs> we're still calling it the shared shutter. So. <laughs> Well, I love it. I listen to every single episode. I love it. I love the fact that Dan's on it with you. I think you guys just have this amazing dynamic. It's entertaining. It's informative. It's like, it's just, it's real. Well, awesome. Thank you. And uh, yours is also just so lovely. It's, I love, I love our community and I love that we can have all these different ways to talk to one another and be inspired by one another. And so it's lovely. So thank you for inviting me on because I also equally love yours. Oh, of course. And I was going to tell you, like when we were at Click Away and you know, you were running around with your camera working so much. I was like, I love this person. I want to hang out with her. But you were working the whole time. It was crazy. I I remember you coming up to me and Ashley and when we were hanging out and I was like, oh, I love that chick. And then you were gone. So, But I got a great shot of you and Ashley taking a picture of yourselves. Do you remember that? You did. Let's say you told us to do that. I did. Okay. So I'm I'm half lifestyle and half art director. I mean, (laughs) that's the thing coming from an acting background. I'm just like, so just casually everybody. But it worked out great because your flash went off and it was a perfect little a little pant yeah. video and you guys made the final cut which I had to cut a lot of people but not those two you guys were looking fierce <laughs> I loved it and I, I really oh man I wish we had spent more time together but we will in the future but before we go tell us where can we find you so I am at Sarah Krieg 
on Instagram, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, K-R-I-E-G. And uh, we're also at Shared Shutter and www.sharedshutter.com is where all of our stuff lives. If they want to buy your film course, they would go to the Click and Mom site or is that um, available on your I think site? The Click and Co store, right? Is that where they, oh, Click Photo School. It's I think it's at Click Photo School. I don't know. I haven't okay. bought it, but I believe well, it's at Click Photo School. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I need the link for that. And then I'm going to put that in the show notes too. So everybody will have all the links in the show notes. I'll give you the link to the rainbow baby and our latest music video if you want it. Oh yeah. Okay. Please. We made a Christmas one. We put everything up November 15th and come at me y'all. I'm ready. I love it. We we're going to get on it. I hope soon, but I love it. And I love talking to you and I really hope that we can hang out once this whole COVID thing is over. It's on like Donkey Kong. All right. And and we'll have to get Tenley too and Hi. Ashley and Ashley. Laura Wood if she's Laura. Yeah. yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. Sounds on. Winning team. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you. Love you. You are awesome. Oh, well, we're going to, are you, did you end yet? I don't want to ruin it. No. <laughs> No, ruin it. I was gonna say we have to do. We'll have to do some theater or see a show or go do something fun. Meet up, yeah, contagious for a drink and a show someday. Yeah, that would be great. Or I guess you're closer to Laguna Beach Playhouse. We'll go there. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll come to you. Okay, I'm up for whatever. All right, it's a date. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, what did I tell you? Not only are there so many takeaways from this fun interview with my friend Sarah, but you also just want to go and grab a drink with her after. She's awesome. If you love this episode as much as I did, I would love it if you would share it on social media, share with your friends, tag me, tag Sarah at Sarah Krieg on Instagram and me at Curating the Curious and Leanna Azzolini Photography. Tag us all. Let us know what you thought. Ask us any questions you have. All that stuff is just honestly my favorite part of this. Per usual, I'm going to shamelessly ask you to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. I accidentally have called it iTunes many times, <laughs> and I just recently found out that it is Apple Podcasts. Another thing I would love to do is to have people start hashtagging your posts with Curating the Curious. And that way I can see your posts on social media and interact with you and see what you're talking about, thinking about, etc., etc. I love that kind of stuff. And hashtags are a really easy way for that. So for anybody who's still listening right now, I just want to say, stay curious.